just like she said come on put your hands together for jesus this beautiful sunday afternoon 
It's not for me, it's for Jesus. Come on, do it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand, lift up your voice. Thank God for his mercies, for his favor, for keeping us to this day. Today is the last Sunday in the month of April. If it has not been the Lord who has been on our side, what would we have been saying right now? Be grateful this day. Be grateful, be grateful, be grateful. God has kept you. God has kept me. God has kept everything about you. Listen, the things, some things might not be all right, but the fact that you are standing before him this morning, this morning shows that God is truly with you. Who are those that the Lord is with this afternoon? Thank him. 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 He's been faithful. He's been faithful since the beginning of the year till this minute. God has been with us. Thank him this afternoon. Thank him for your life. Thank him for everything about you. Your job, your business, everything, your siblings, your parents if you have one. Be grateful to God this afternoon. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Oh, come on, make it resounding. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Media, please help me. Galatians 6.17. Galatians 6.17. If I can get the new King James Version, I'll be grateful. Galatians 6.17. Oh, thank you, Jesus. While we're waiting, can you just, just speak in tongues? Just blast in tongues for a few minutes. The Bible says, for we know... Okay, it's up. New King James Version. New King James Version. Look up, guys. The Bible says, from now on, let no one trouble me. From now on, let no one trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of Jesus Christ. Can we take it together? From now on, let no one trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of Jesus Christ. You're going to open your mouth and pray that in the name of Jesus, from now on, nothing troubles me. From now on, nothing troubles me. There might be some things that you have entered this place with that has troubled you. But I bring you good news. As you step out of this place today, from this minute, it's about 12.15, that from this minute, these things, they trouble me no more. Open your mouth and begin to pray. That from now on, this joblessness troubles me no more from now on. This being single for a very long time troubles me no more from now on. This health challenges, they trouble me from now on. They trouble me no more from now on. From now on, let nothing troubles me. You know those things that have troubled you. You know those things that have kept you at the spot. Begin to renounce them now. That in the name of Jesus, that from now henceforth, these things, these things, you know them. Pastor Bolaja has taught us to pray and be specific in our prayers. That in the name of Jesus, this health challenge, this, this being broke every day, being not having enough, being rejected at interviews, being fired in my jobs, not getting enough contract for me to live my life with. From now on, nothing troubles me. From now on, nothing troubles me. In the same vein, can you just begin to pray in tongues this afternoon? Just begin to pray in tongues. The Bible says, for we know what not to pray about, but the Holy Spirit intercedes with groaning in our hearts that we cannot utter in words. On the strength of the scriptures that we just read, begin to just pray in tongues. Release power into the atmosphere. Release power into the atmosphere. Come by the Release power into the atmosphere. From now on, from now on, from today, nothing.
nothing troubles me. These things don't trouble me anymore. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands and just thank God for answered prayers. Thank him because you know that from now on, from now on, if you're going to live with nothing, I know pastor is still coming, but you can hold on to it. That from now on, nothing troubles me. Give the Lord a big shout. Praise the Lord. You may have your seat, please. Everyone is looking cold this morning. Please greet your neighbor. Say hi. Say hi. Don't let me pick people out. Don't greet another man's wife. How are you doing? So welcome to the fourth service. This service is for, we target the working class single service. I mean, that's why I'm on stage. I'm not a pastor, but yeah. Anyway, it's good to see you guys. Um, our service times, you know, worship on Sundays and on Wednesdays. Our service time on Sundays, we have 7.15 a.m. That's the first service. Then um, the, the second service is 8.45 a.m. The third service is 10.30 a.m. That one's always very packed. And we have the fourth service, which is 12.10. Praise God. I personally believe this is the best service. Personally. Anyways, and midweek, um, we worship on, on Wednesdays also, 6.30 p.m. Um, we're going to be having an amazing time this Wednesday because um, Dr. Ezekiel Atang is coming. For you guys that know him, he's amazing when it comes to relationship. I know that's the theme for this, for this month. Um, can we just welcome our online viewers? Just clap for them, please. Um, we know all the distractions there is staying at home, but the fact that I've taken our time to worship online. We love you guys. Welcome on board. Um, we are very strong on social media. Uh, media, can you help me with this play? We're strong on social media. Follow us on Harvesters NG on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Follow our pastor, Pastor Balaji, on Twitter and Abolaji ID on Instagram. On YouTube, Harvesters TV. And we love feedback because we want to grow, we want to we want to develop. So give us feedback. Let us know what you think about the worship, about the service. Give us feedback at testimony at harvestersng.org. Sorry, give us a testimony rather at test- harvestersng.org and feedback at harvestersng.org. And um, do you guys know about next level prayer? If you attend next level prayer, I do like this. If your neighbor is not attending next level prayer, ask your neighbor why. See, I'm a testimony of next level prayer. I won't even lie to you. And I'm, I'm sure I've sent so many testimonies to, to um, praise report. That's the email. And I won't lie, a lot of things are happening in next level prayer. So I will encourage everybody to please join um, 6.30 a.m. Mondays to Friday. The theme for this week is new levels. New levels. The Bible says better is the end of a thing than beginning thereof. And this is the end of April. So claim me new levels for everybody in the name of Jesus. Um, before I get off the stage, just one word of encouragement. Um, I know we're all waiting for something. We all have something we're asking God for, right? Um, while we are waiting, it's not about waiting because you know patience is the fruit of the Spirit. So it's not about waiting. It's about how you wait. So while you're waiting for that thing, don't complain. Don't nag. Keep giving thanks. Have faith. Your faith should be persistent. Don't let it be once in a while. Continue having faith. Keep giving thanks and use your mouth. Speak the word. Speak the word from time to time and your expectations will not be cut short. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the service.
vivo You are, you are, you are my God He wants to ask in the second place of the most The Lord is mighty in this place The Lord is mighty in this room You are, you are my God You are my God, you are my God Where peace like a river has sent in my way You are, you are my God You are my God, you are my God I am Musa Hallelujah! 
enjoy the presence of God this afternoon. Enjoy the presence of God this afternoon. Ignore whatever is happening on your side and just be in God's presence this afternoon. The Lord in our midst is mighty. The Lord in our midst is mighty. The Lord in our midst is mighty. As you are in this place, you are getting instructions. You are getting words. You are getting directions. The Lord in our midst is mighty. You are getting directions. You are getting clarifications in things. Release yourself like never before this afternoon. Release yourself like never before this afternoon. At your time, you've been stranded in ideas over your career, over your relationship, over where the relationship is leading into. The Lord in our midst is mighty. The Lord in our midst is mighty. You have just few seconds to go. The Lord in our midst is mighty. Cry out for that direction that you have been trusting Him for. Cry out for that clarity that you have been trusting Him for. He's releasing words. He's releasing things into the atmosphere this afternoon. Cry out for it. Cry out for it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. His presence is supreme in our midst this afternoon. Receive the help from God. Like the song that we sang earlier on, that if He does not help you, where would you go? Cry out for this help this afternoon. The Bible says, and we will be marvelously helped. I don't know why you need the help of God. Why don't you begin to just receive that help this afternoon? The Lord, as I step into this new work, as I go in my life, in everything that concerns me, I move with the help of God. I have the help of God. What has been having the help of God means it means you have the backing of God. You have the backing of God. I have the help of God. Where are those areas you feel stranded, you feel confused? It seems like you know you've been put to shame. Cry out that you receive the help of God. Receive the help of God as your promotion be stagnant. Cry out that you receive the help of God. Your relationship might not have a headway. Cry out that you and your and your spouse you receive the help of God. Your business has been stagnant. Cry out that you receive the help of God. It's a powerful atmosphere. We receive the help of God. You receive the help of God that compresses time. 
that compresses time, compresses time. Mandarabosha. Wherever you have been, you are coming forward. Why? Because you receive the help of God. You receive the help of God. You receive the help of God. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you lift up your hands to what's happened this evening, this afternoon? Open up your mouth and begin to call forth the things that you want to see in your life. You're going to do something prophetic this afternoon. I want you to place your right hand on your head. And you will call your name. And decree over yourself that you will never miss it when it comes to the issue of marriage. That you will never miss it when it comes to making a choice. That you will never miss it when it comes to the critical points in your life. Why don't you go ahead right now? Forget about the person sitting next to you. Forget about the person standing next to you. And call your name. And begin to make declarations into the realm of the spirit. This afternoon, in the name of Jesus, the lines are falling to me in pleasant places. I tell you, hear the word of the Lord. That everything that I set my hands on, it prospers. In the name of Jesus, I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the field. My going out is blessed. My coming in is blessed. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. Jesus said, by your words, you are justified. And by your words, you are 
condemned. I challenge you this afternoon. Speak good words over your life. I make spirit inspired decisions in the name of Jesus. I make spirit inspired decisions in the name of Jesus. The hand of the Lord is upon my life. Don't get tired. This is your destiny that we are speaking about. Sharakataya Naramatosipaka Marashipakatayanara Emakotoyana Shakatana Naradaka Ina Shakata I prosper on all sides in the name of Jesus. The grace of the Lord consistently finds expression in everything that I do. Don't get tired. Sharabakata. Manashena Nakutiyaba. Oh, Mashatalak. Lamanazikutiya. You are going to, in Jesus' name, pray. You are going to pray. You will say, Father. I thank you because going forward, I become a reference point for every good thing. I become a reference point for every good thing. You're going to open up your mouth. See, some people are used to reference evil. Some people are used to reference bad things. You, 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 you hear people saying things like, I don't want my marriage to be like you, or this or this or that. But you are going to pray this afternoon. Father, from this moment henceforth, I become a reference for good things in the name of Jesus. Come on, open up your mouth and begin to pray. Shakata I become reference points for greatness in in the name of Jesus. Ah, from this moment, I become reference point for things that are godly. In the name of Jesus, from this moment, my life becomes a reference point. In the name of Jesus, when men are looking for things of value, I'm the one they look to. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. That amen is weak. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Your own life will be the announcement of God's glory. Your own relationship, your own marriage, your children will be the announcement of God's faithfulness. Thank you, Spirit of the Living God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You may please be seated as you jam those hands together for Jesus. Who is getting ready to be blessed again this afternoon? If you have been in the first, second, or third service, you know that we've had a good time already today. And the grand finale. I, I, Pastor Dilly, where's Pastor Dilly? Okay, it's gone. Okay, the relationship series doesn't end today. Next Sunday. So next Sunday is the last, is the conclusion of the relationship series. I want to say, okay, we are not about to finish yet, but this is the second to the last Sunday, and I, I can just imagine. How blessed we have all been. I have been blessed. It's helped me to... You've been blessed too? Jam your hands together for Jesus. And after this service, I understand that we the single people. We the single people. I don't come out the ring now. <laughs> I tell my wife that. The left daughter tell you that joke. <laughs> Stop doing shakara. Some people want to be married. <laughs> yes, don't do shakara. And she tells me to say, don't do shakara. Do you know how many? 
how many men out there? So it's a joke we do amongst ourselves. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So Pastor Blaji is going to teach us again today, right? This is why I've not tried I've not tried to teach you people this fourth service this month. Because I really want Pastor Blaji to speak to you directly. Praise God. As a matter of fact, I have a message prepared. I've only had every week actually. Just in case the internet disrupts and all of that, we can finish it from here. Praise God. But it will not disrupt us in Jesus' name. Someone say amen. amen. Yes. So we're going to hear live and direct from our senior pastor, Pastor Bology Ido. Will you just receive him with Jesus' joy in your hearts this afternoon? Thank you, Pastor, for standing to honor God's gift. Thank you. Thank you for standing to honor him. See, he does not have to be present to be honored. Yeah. yeah. Paul said, when I'm absent and my spirit is present with you, he's not here, but his spirit is present with us. Glory to Jesus. Thank you for honoring God's servant, our pastor, Pastor Bola. Jimmy, please be seated. I love you all for this. This, this commend Pastor Mika, thank you. You can't, Pastor Mika, can you stand up? I, I like to commend good behaviors. Thank you for leading the entire congregation to honor our pastor. Thank you. I love you so much, Pastor Mika. Thank you. And Pastor Mika oversees our Elasa district, all of it that live in Elasa area and environs. This is the angel of God in that area. Praise God. The same way Pastor Damilola is our angel in terms of our singles community. And he's doing an amazing job. Amen. And, you know, I'm just really proud of the team that God has blessed me with as a pastor. Praise God. So I just want to connect to Lekki right now. Thank you. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, you may have your sets. Glory to God. All right. Well, the way this morning is, is um, I'm going to share that, that my wife is going to share, you know, because you've been hearing from me. So all of you that are watching online, all of you watching from the other churches, thank you for joining online today. It's going to be a very, very, very powerful and encouraging teaching today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Just a couple of announcements. <clears throat> Just a couple of announcements. Um, the first thing is um, one next level prayer this week. The team is new levels, so it's going to be just we believing God for new levels. Glory to God. So next level prayer. It's all of you that don't know about it. Every Monday to Friday, we have fifty thousand people that join us online to pray every single day. Praise the Lord, and it's really powerful. I got some testimonies this morning. One was a lady that her dad was having type 2 diabetes and his sugar level was at 320. He said after the Wednesday meeting, it dropped to 215. In the evening, it got to, I think, either 79 or 97. I'm not sure of the number she told me, which is really significant. Another lady, another person testified that for four years, he's not had the job. <clears throat> you know, for four years, you can help us turn on the fans. I see them, you know, I don't know what is, maybe it's hot, maybe it's the heat or something. You know, so for four years, He's not had the job, and uh, and I mean, you, um, it's just really been tough. And join next level prayer, and the job came through instantly. So if you're here for the service, let me just explain to you. In this month of May, one of the things we've done is to, because we're teaching about marriage and relationships, we kind of scaled our fourth service towards single people. And the other service, you know, if you're married, not as if you're not gained, but skilled towards them, and the other service are generic. We're going to revert, you know, a generic hallelujah. And, and it's just been really great to help 
loads of people. How's it been? It's been wonderful. Praise the Lord. Thank you for all the feedback that you share online. It's really been powerful and really, really impactful. Yes. So also, um, upper week from the 3rd to the 5th of May, our fasting and prayer is not first because it's on the weekend. So we're going to do Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, which is upper Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. This Wednesday, we have um, Pastor Ezekiel Arton teaching the midweek service, getting along with your partner. It's going to be a great, great time. Amen. All right. So let me just, I'm going to start off and my wonderful wife is going to, Pastor Mo is going to finish up and just break all the tables that I've not broken and it's just going to be really wonderful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Let me just read a scripture to you. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. The Bible says in verse 1, Then the kingdom of heaven is like unto ten virgins, which took their lambs, and went forth to meet the bridegroom. The Bible says, and five of them were wise, and the five were foolish. So why were five foolish? The Bible says that the foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them, but the wise took their oil in their vessels with their lambs. So basically, what I want to really talk about is this, that there's a lot of lessons pertaining to marriage and singlehood from this particular chapter. And one of them is this. The people that stood out were the ones that took the extra. And the question I want to ask you today is this. As a single person, where is the extra? Do you have the extra? Or do you, as a single person, you're generic. Do you have the extra? As a single man, where is the extra with you? The Bible says the wise virgin were wise because they had lambs. Everybody had lambs. But they also had extra oil with them. So the first question people always ask me is this. You know, so... Three basic questions. One, when it comes to becoming a better quality single, you know, my wife is going to help us really delve into that. You know, how to become a better quality single. And maybe I will start with that so she can cover, you know, when you, when you meet him or her, how do you know he's the one? You know, when you meet him or her, how do you know he's the one? So, why is it important to be a quality? Because people say, I want a quality woman. I want a quality man. You know, if you're not quality, it's difficult to attract quality. Even when you attract quality, it will be difficult to what? To maintain quality. The, maybe the most important thing you want to do for yourself is this, to really work on yourself. That's the first thing. So how do I know what to work for? Work on. This is how you know how to work on as a single person. Let me help. Let me help here. This is very powerful. If you see me traveling... And you had the opportunity to open my box. And you see me having winter jacket, sweatshirt, very thick clothing. What will he ask me? You will tell me that, excuse me, is it cold where you're going to? Why do you have an idea if it's cold or not? Because I should be packed for where I'm going. Question. As a single person, someone says, how do, what, how do I know what to work on? 
you should be packed for where you're going to. What do you mean by packed for where you're going to? What does your future look like? Why not pack for it? So, so let, let me give an example. I give this in other services. So, you will hear people say, I want a relationship when me and my husband or boyfriend, we're five and six, like we're tight. I said, that's a great thing to seek. But the question is that, are you the kind of, so, are you the kind of person someone can be tight with? He says, oh, yes, I'm, of course, everybody wants to be tight with me. I said, that's good. Let's ask some questions. People that are tight with people, that relationship, the person is always kind of, you know, very forgiven because they step on their feet. He said, oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. I said, the person, person is very vulnerable. He said, yes, 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 yes. I said, that's good. I said, question, how vulnerable are you? Uh, you know, you don't, no, 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 don't, don't go that way because when it comes to vulnerability, you know, it gives a story. I said, okay, on the scale of one to ten, how vulnerable is it? I'm two. I said, that's good. Let's start from that. I said, yet you want to be best friends with somebody else. I, I said, what about forgiveness? He said, yes, you know, I forgive, but you know, I'm not taking for granted. I said, so on the scale of forgiveness, you said, I'm three. I said, obviously, you want intimacy and you, you want intimacy, but you're not asking yourself, what do I need to what what do I need to give to get this back? Listen to me, everyone look up here. Either you like it or not, in relationship or marriage, it's also a transaction. There's always something to give and there's always something what to receive. The guys are not the girls are not born again are very simple. They don't waste their time. They say, just all I have to give is sex. And the guys also say all I have to give is money. Is the born against are confused. Because you're saying, I don't want to give sex, but I can give you sometimes. You know, you just, you just, just, I can give you sometimes. You don't, you know, you know, that kind of thing. I, I don't want to give, but I should give. You know, you know, that, you know, that kind of. So, question: If you, if you can give sex, what can you give? Because it, it, see, just you said, oh, but but all the born agains are going for the people that will give sex. That's the truth. I know that sometimes. But the truth is, all the girls are going for the ones that are rich, even those that are not born again also. Because at the, quest, at the end of the day, everybody is gravitating towards what they value and the value attracts them. So if you're a guy listening to this, the question that you don't want to use your money to buy a woman, I agree with that principle, but what are you willing to give? If you're a girl listening to this, I agree that sex should not be what you put on the table before marriage, but what are you willing to give? What do you have in exchange? The Bible says there were five virgins. Some were foolish, some were wise. The wise had extra. Listen, sir, ma'am, what's the extra that you have? He said, if anybody cannot like me like this, oh, wow. <laughs> they would have said so. They know me, the bright gumo. Then the second question people always ask me is this. Where do you meet quality people? In quality places. Why do you make quality people in quality places? Like what? Sounds like go to club. Nonsense. Even when quality people go to clubs, they don't hope to be quality people there. Listen to me. See, let me tell you, faith without works is dead. If you want to make quality people, you need to go to where quality people are. If you're a girl, you want to meet quality guys, where do you go to? Go for business conferences. Go for business conferences. Go for car races. 
Someone says, I would like to get there. That's a problem because you are not quality. You don't even know how to get there. Ooh. Ooh, below the belt. Some guys are saying, Oh, I find quality girls. I know that when I go to Quinox, all I see is another quality. What if I find quality girls? Go to salons. On Saturday, make your car break down in front of a salon. Let your car break down for five hours. Just be there. But make it a nice car that broke down. Praise God. What do girls also do? Girls do things like, uh, what, what exercise do they do? Like, you know, they're, when they say they want to excited, but they're not really exercising. What, what do they call it? Salsa dance. What? Zumba classes. You know, don't, don't, don't register for the Zumba class because you're a guy. But just all make sure you're positioned near the Zumba class. The reason why is that faith without works is dead. So let me say something to you. Some say, some, you know, now all of you that watch international, you may not understand this. Look, in, people say they have the head of a man that he attracts men. Nobody attracts men. The principle of attraction works on something. It's exposure. The more people know you, the more you're attractive. That's why all those actresses, actors, they know, like, people like them a lot. Not because they're the most beautiful, they're the most seen. The Bible says in the book of chapter 5, it says, do you hide a light and put under a bushel? You don't. If you're a light, stand where you stand out. So, for example, you see girls go to a, to a, you see girls go for a party. All the girls will stay with each other, and if they don't see each other, they will stay with all married people. They will think you're all married. See, as a single girl, stay on a single girl's lane. As a single guy, stay on a single guy's lane. If you want to find quality girls, quality girls, let me tell you what they do. They, they, on Saturdays they go and shop. On Sunday evening they go and make their hair. That's how girls' timetables are. Then, then there are conferences, there are things they go for. You know, they, they go for shows like drama. You know, you see them go for drama. This is how you meet quality girls. The non-quality girls who keep you system, who will buy me beer in the club. You know, but this one go for dramas. They go for quality things. What? Exhibitions. Bookshops. Some of them go for bookshops. Some of them love to hear stories and poems. You know, so if you want quality, just sit down there. You'll be like, you know, you know, th- that's it. You know, some of them will like art, like fine art, like all this art architecture. Just go there. Just go up there and be like, you know, wow. So this is question. If you don't even find those things appealing, that means you have to grow yourself. If your idea of fun is the fact that we go to a club and dance all night, you're still very young. Glory to God. Then when they come to church, it's a great place to find people. Of course, you know how many loads of people are married in this church? Loads, like loads of people. Hundreds of hundreds of hundreds are married in this church. Even all of our pastors, like all the pastors, like, like all the pastors I see, including myself, we found the wives in church. But we find we didn't find it among the we didn't find it in a certain way, we found it in a certain way. So, so as I close my teaching today, as I close my teaching today, this is what I just really want to say to you. Because you're here today, some of you are here online, 
And the question you're really asking is that, hey, how do I connect with quality people? Where do I find them? I've just given you, you'll find quality people in what? Quality places. And the reason I'm saying so is that some of you, the biggest idea you have of finding quality is going to a club. I'm like, that's so, I don't know who wants to look for a wife and thinks of going to a club to find a wife or a husband. That's not how quality people think. When people want to have fun, and if they want to have fun with for in one night, they think of a club. What they think of, and let me tell you something. You know where you find quality people again? In your office. And I'm saying so because girls are always like, no, I can't date someone in my office. Where do you want to date them from? We don't date jobless people. Listen to me. You spend 80% of your time where you work. Where are you going to find a person? Okay, they didn't hear that. Let me talk to the people here. You spend 80% of your time where you work. Where are you going to find a man? In Japan. And it's that same office that you behave like a tomboy. You don't dress too. You are mean. And you, because let me tell you how it works. You may never find someone in that office, but a son that recommended somebody in that office. Because that's how it works. You spend 80% of your time there. people that you work with, what do you think? Am I attractive? They will tell you. No, 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 no. You're Margaret Thatcher. They will say, no, no, no. You are, you are, you are, idea me. Idea me. So, as I conclude today, this is a simple conclusion. This is it. How do I find quality people go to quality places? How do I maintain quality people by being a quality person? So someone says, how do I become a quality person? There are some things, there are some skills you must develop. For example, there's some conversations you must be able to hold. You know, there's some guys, all the jokes is around sex. Have you met them before? And you wonder that, do you think at all? Do you have other conversations? Like, every, <laughs> you know, every joke is around sex. You're like, do you think at all? Do you have conversations with yourself? But the, but, but, but the reason why is that those kind of guys, they've not also what? Developed themselves. So uh, when you're single, what should you be doing? You should be built. I mean, just, just I mean, let's walk on past tomorrow. Let, let her finish that up. Please stand on your feet and receive my wonderful, amiable, darling, precious, sweet, beautiful, gorgeous, cautious, Anointed. Why? Thank you. Love you. Hello, everyone. You can be a quality person and be in the wrong place. Because you are trying to be like somebody else. The difference between where you are at and where you ought to be is wisdom. Praise God. So perhaps you are quality and you are in the wrong place. Move yourself. Praise God. Praise God. How many married people do we have in the house? 
married people, fantastic, very few. So you're going to help us to just apply the message to yourself. Praise God. Because today's message is tailored to single people, but it will bless you as well. Praise God. Somebody pray in tongues this morning. Can we bow down our heads and just pray? This morning, as you pray, if you can't pray in tongues, just speak in English to your father. What I want you to ask God is that he will open up your hearts this morning. Open up my heart, oh God, and fill me with wisdom. Unusual wisdom. And Father, don't just fill me with wisdom. Help me build capacity in me to be able to do exactly what your word says. Help me not to be carried away by the ways of the world, but to stand my ground on your word to become exactly who you want me to be. Imprint your word, imprint your wisdom, imprint your ways in my heart this morning, oh God. Help me not to remain the same, God. I've heard the word long enough, Lord. I no longer want to remain in the same place. I want you to push me forward through your wisdom this morning. Father, we worship you this morning. We ask for your wisdom, not as men give, but as you only, Father, give. I pray for every single girl and every single guy. I'm praying, Father, that you will install your life, your wisdom in their hearts in the name of Jesus. And Lord, that you will empower them to be able to do according to your bidding. In the name of Jesus. And I pray for marriages. I pray that you will strengthen marriages in this place in the name of Jesus. People who are watching online, I declare that the power of God touches you wherever you are. I declare that your life has been changed, has been transformed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Open up your script, your word to us tonight, this morning, Father. Help us see, help us know, help us understand. And help us walk and carry your word with integrity and with dignity, O oh God. Not caving in, not backing down because of the world system. Help us stand strong, O oh God. It's a tough world, but you're able to keep us strong. Thank you, Father. And Lord, I pray for those who are hurting. Perhaps from heartbreak, from waiting so long, from lacking the wisdom to move forward, from hurt, from disappointments. Lord, we call you the balm of Gilead, the one who is able to soothe, who is able to heal, who is able to deliver. We ask that you will touch us tonight, that you will heal us tonight, you will bring deliverance. You will bring freedom through your word, O oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
this morning, you know, I'm speaking about how to know if he or she is the one. Um, you know, unlike salvation, the Bible doesn't expressly tell us, you know, oh, how to know that this is the one or how to know who, if she is the one or who is the one. You know, the, the Bible doesn't expressly, you know, tell us. But God doesn't leave us stranded. He doesn't leave us alone. They're guidelines. They're guidelines to help you know who and who not to choose. Praise God. If you will go with me to Genesis chapter 2, I'm going to read from, I don't know, I may be uncomfortable with the mic, I don't know. Um, Genesis chapter 2, I'm going to read from verse 21 to 23. Um, Genesis 2, 21 to 23. Mm -mm. The Bible says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. The Bible says in verse 22, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her out unto the man. And Adam said, This is now the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman. Because she was taken out of man. The Bible says that Adam saw Eve and he said this shall be the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh because she was brought out of man praise God how many know that in preceding verses you know God had brought animals for Adam to to name and what if Adam saw a snake and said now this is the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh which is what happens nowadays you know you find couples who even you, when you look at them, you wonder, how did they end up together? Praise God. But Adam had some sort of knowledge. And you know, what made him able to recognize Eve as his bone of his bone, as his flesh of his flesh? What made him recognize was the fact that they were made of the same essence. Maybe different expressions because Eve was curvy. She had breasts. She had bum bum. But Adam was just slim fitted. Six pack. Hallelujah. Amen. So different in physique. You know, perhaps different in expressions. But in their essence, in their substance, in their conviction, they were one. They were the same. When it came to marital values, spiritual values, they were one. I'm going somewhere. Follow me. When it came to their biological composition, different expressions, but they came from the same place. They proceeded out of God. The Bible says the woman was taken out of man. Same essence. Hallelujah. Marry somebody with the same composition as you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Same composition. I'm going to share with you some of the guidelines to choosing. And this morning, I'm sure somebody's waiting for me to say, oh, marry him if he's kind, if he's born again, and all of that. You people already know that one. Praise God. Hallelujah. So today, I'm going to teach you more of what you need to do. Because when it comes to choosing a life partner, 
you are the most responsible. It's not about the other person because you have no control. The only thing, the only person you can control is you. But God gave you the advantage of choice. So what must you do? You must arm yourself to be ready to do the work. And you know, everybody wants to get married. But who is preparing to get married? I want to marry, I want to marry, I want to marry. You'll be harassing God. And God is saying, what are you doing to prepare? The first thing to do, guidelines to choosing. How do I know that this is the right person? How do I know that this is the right man? How do I know this is the right woman? Proverbs 18.22, praise God. Bible says in Proverbs 18.22, it says, Whosoever, it says, whosoever, meaning anybody that finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor from God, what does that tell me? And I'm speaking to the men now. It says, whosoever finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor from God. When you desire to marry, you have to have action. Praise God. I find a lot of young men, they'll just be admiring you from afar. And just be staying there and say, I'm watching, I'm watching. It's good to watch. Praise God. Even the Bible says, watch and pray. But don't just stay there forever watching. You must act. Move forward. The Bible says, whosoever findeth. There is an action word there. Finding. It speaks about searching. You don't just go and pick one. It speaks of searching. Searching. And that was expressly speaking to men. Women, it's not your job to find a man. It's your job to strategically position yourself to be found. And I always say that, and people wonder, what does strategic positioning mean? It means to prepare yourself adequately to be who that man is looking for. That's what strategic positioning is. Of course, there are the physical ones that Pastorology has spoken about. Be found in good places. Somebody will come and tell me, Pastor Mo, I don't know. When Pastor B asked you now, have you met boys that are always having sex talk? All of you scream, yes. I say, you too, how come you know them? Me, I don't know any brother that is always talking sex. Maybe they run away from me because you know, they know they can't tell me that kind of thing. Why do you know them? Why are, are you the one that married men are always chasing? There is something. And listen, you, it might not be something that you're doing on purpose. So don't, don't feel bad. It might not be something you're doing on purpose. It might just be something about you that attracts such people. And that's why you must continually investigate yourself. What am I doing right now that might be doing this? Praise God. Hallelujah. So there's a search. Responsibility falls on you, men. Grow up. Work hard. Learn how to communicate. That will make a woman melt. Learn it. God's desire is that you are able to act. If you need action, you can see me after the service. I will tell you how to proceed. Effectively and efficiently to get you outstanding results. Men, receive empowerment this morning in the name of Jesus. Women, continue shouting. I'm coming for you. The second thing, the first thing is Proverbs 20, 18, 22. 
there must be an action. Women, I told you, your action is not to be parambulating the road, going for every wedding, every party, wearing something that half of your breast is outside and your slit should be up, up to here and you are an usher in church and you are parambulating. It's not by that that they find husband. And peradventure you have a friend that found a husband by that. This does not sustain marriage. Don't, you know, bring your standards down because you want to marry. Or because you are looking for a man. Because you can find a man that way. You can. But what's the quality of the man that you find? What is the sustaining power of that kind of man? Number two. Bible says in Amos 3.3, 3, it says, can two walk together except they agree? Can two walk together except they agree? If there be no agreement, there's no point. How do you know that she's the one? Every time you take her on a date, the fir- as soon as you get there, when you enter in the restaurant like this, the first argument, I'm not sitting here, sit down here, I'm not sitting here, sit down here. When it comes to bill, bill sharing or bill paying, you know, she say, oh, I'll, I'll get it. And you're like, ah. they took you out on a date. Relax, you're a lady. Enjoy it. Stop rushing. Enjoy the money spent. Praise God. Relax. What sort of values does she have? When you talk, what vibes do you get? Is it easy or is it tough to have conversations? When it comes to her value systems, are you aligned? When it comes to uh, uh, church, ministry, are you aligned? Or he tights and she doesn't tight, but he's a good guy. It's okay. He can be a good guy and you tight, and he can be born again, but he doesn't tight. Praise God. The Bible says that when we give our, pay our tithes, the lump is blessed. Praise God. So there's nothing wrong. What you are doing is just, you are just adding more to your problems. Praise God. Because the Bible says when we pay our tithe, the lump is blessed. Meaning that the rest of what we have is blessed and protected. But when you, when you marry a man, your head doesn't have the covering of God upon his money. There's a problem. So it's a choice, really. It's no God is not angry. God is not angry at all. He will, he will be there with you through the pain, through the suffering. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Amen. He's a good God. Love is not enough to sustain your marriage. I'm telling you. Love is not enough to sustain your marriage. There must be agreement. The Bible says, can too. Is it possible? And it, it's not even talking about Christians. Even in partnership as a job, can two work together except there be agreements? Two of you can be born again, but your belief system when it comes to the word of God doesn't match. It doesn't match. One believes in honoring the pastor. The other is just like, he's just a man. You have issues. Life already has its own natural issues. But you now add on these things. Why? Let me tell you, when you come to me, you tell me you want to marry a divorcee, I will tell you, go and bring the divorce paper. I will tell you, go and bring this, go and bring that. Find out this from outside people, not the one that he told you. But guess what? Why do you want to add drama to your life? And I find that a lot of people make decisions because of fear. The guy is good. Let me just agree. You don't trust God, that God will bring the exact picture that you see. You begin to lower your standards because of fear. Because of fear. 
Never ask out a girl that you are not compatible. Because at the end of the day, you will destroy each other. And it's not just spiritual things. Even when it comes to sex, I remember when uh, you know I was dating my husband. I think we had dated, I dated him for three and a half years. Um, and I think w- when you know after like two years, we talked about it, sexual compatibility. You know, he asked me what kind of can he, do you think you'd be? What kind? And me too. I asked him what kind of sex partner do you think you'd be? We talked about it. How many days of sex? That but this is not what you ask in the beginning. Praise God. Because this is, these are by, you know, things at the end of the day. So, you know, important questions. What do you think about marriage? Do you believe in divorce? How do you think we should raise our children? Some people think give children everything that they want. He's not a bad person. He's born again. He's even a pastor. Some people believe that. And some other people don't think so. Let them work for whatever they want. Do you agree? Let me tell you. How many people have you heard that, oh... I mean, there are cases where beating breaks their marriages. But we've had cases where toothpaste is breaking marriage. You know, seemingly flimsy things break marriages. Praise God. So make sure that you are in alignment. And you must also be careful. For instance, my husband and I have same value systems and all of that. But our expressions are very different. And it took us quite a while to understand that. We express differently. So, for example, we're going for evangelism. Pastor will just take the flyers and just walk up to somebody. I invite you to my church. I invite you to my church. I'm like, how do you do that? I have to sit down and just talk to you casually. You know, sort of build a foundation, you know. And then say, oh, you know, my church is having this thing. And it's not because I'm shy of who I am as a child of God. I just, that's my own system. So maybe they went out with you. And they were giving out a flyer. And you didn't really like it. You know, you can't automatically think that the person, you know, is ashamed to be a Christian. So you have to be careful of that. You might have different expressions. But fundamentally, you have the same values be careful to watch out for that praise god hallelujah i'm going to say this it doesn't matter if god told you that that boy is your husband i'm telling you it doesn't matter prophecy can fail that's what scriptures say vision can fail So if God told you, you will still go. And the third thing now is to count the cost. Bible says in Luke, it says, which of you wanting to build a house will not first sit down? The Bible says sit down. What does sit down mean? It means to pull back and relax. All this love that is giving you butterfly that you cannot sleep, you cannot eat, you cannot talk. Eh. Bible says, sit down and count the cost. I know he's born again. He's Pastor B's protocol. So, which house did he proceed from? Where did he come from? Are they polygamous? Does the father beat the mother? Is she a young girl? You know, like this. She cannot cook. She has no respect. You know, she... Do you understand? What kind of person are they? Bible says, will you not sit back? Sit down and first count the cost. 
And sometimes it's not a bad thing. Because a lot of times, you know, our backgrounds, we don't determine it. So he comes from a polygamous home. Counts the costs. And he's born again. Guess what? Demon yanking, Bible reading, Bible doing, everything. He's born again. But there is still a cost. What is the cost? If he came from a polygamous home, there are chances that he might be uh, competitive, manipulative. How many understand what I'm talking about? Because those are behavioral patterns that you pick up from somewhere where you know that there are like 50 children and the food is just small. Can you deal with it? That's counting the cost. It says you must sit down to count the cost to know that whether you have enough money to complete it. Marriage is still dead doors path, path. Does he have the capacity, the emotional stamina to stand till the end? I remember when I was going to get married. Or no, um, when I was still single, I had my list. I had my... T- uh, must-haves and can-haves. So in my can-haves, of course, I was sensible enough, thank God, to be able to separate both, both of them. What if he doesn't have it, I can't do. Then some other things that, uh, you know, I like dark guys, you know, tall, you know, things like that. Intelligent guys, you know. So the tall, when I was going the, through the list, you know, just meditating on it in prayer, what happened? What happened? Pastor B? Uh, hey, I want to tell you the story now. My husband is tall. It's what you call it now. <laughs> okay. So as I was meditating on the list now, God now asked me, this is your tall. Meanwhile, I hadn't met him then. This is your tall. What happens if, you know, you're going out and something happens and he has an accident and he has to amputate his legs? When God asks you some questions, it's not as if that thing wants to happen. It's just that God wants you to see the wisdom or the foolishness in your choices. That's all. So when God asks me that if that happens, I say, hey, come on, you should not break his leg. Oh. No, 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 no. But I understood what God was trying to pull out. So it was easy for me to cross it out. Even though in my mind I said, God, please let him be tall. Let him be tall. You know, I just like tall guys. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sit back and count the costs. And guess what? When you're counting costs, if you go, you know, to the end part of that scripture in Luke 14, starts at verse 28. In verse 31, it also talks about counsel. It says, how many kings, men, you are kings. A lot of us, single people, you're always hiding. When you see the girl, you first toast her, she'll become your girlfriend. That's why you now come and say, Pastor Mo, meet my girlfriend. When you now want to marry, Pastor, you now go to Pastor B, you now say, ah, Pastor B, want to marry. Pastor B say, eh, you have a girlfriend? Yes. You say, ah, ah, you didn't tell me. Who knew? Pastor Mo knew. Meanwhile, you just said, Pastor Mo, meet my girlfriend. I didn't know. I was not there. I did not know. It says, which king will want to go to battle and not firstly go and sit down with the counselors to obtain counsel? That's what it says in Luke 14, 31. And some of you think that we just want to be in your business. Guess what? We are even better off not in your business. But this is the duty that God has called us to, to help you. It's not because you are stupid. Because we are also under authority. Praise God. So if you see us do it, why are you hiding? 
When all the trouble now comes, you now say, Pastor B. He will now not pick his call. You now be saying, and they say they are in church. And they say they are in church. You want to kill him? I'm praying you know, for those who have that intention. Praise God. Seek counsel. The Bible says that in the multitude of counsel, you will not fall. You won't fall. You won't make mistakes. You ride on the shoulders of those who have gone ahead of you. So that you will not make the same mistakes that they made. That's why God puts people ahead of us. We have people that we rely on for strength. The day my head goes off, you know, he knows who to go and report to. And me to the day his head, I just wake up early in the morning, 5.30, I've gone. Praise God. Hallelujah. Counsel is so important. Counsel is so important. There are things that when you are falling in love, in, meanwhile, this falling in love, I don't understand it because the Bible says, count your cause. You know what's going to happen. I've been married almost 15 years. I've not been shocked. I have not been shocked. I'm telling you the truth. Every possibility that can happen with Pastor Bolaji, I projected it. Then I asked myself, can you deal? Some people can deal with a stingy man. I can't. So some things are not expressly bad, but you are just not in alignment. It will not work. Kole work. Jonathan, between us, it can't work. But just make sure that the reason for discarding is not flimsy. All this thought that can handsome. Who that help? It's not really, you know. Praise God. Uh-huh. Look for more things that are very honestly being stingy is very important to me because God is a giver. It's a spiritual thing to give. And I know the women will be shouting, Are you a giver? Praise God. Praise God find out, is he ready to take care of me of a woman the rest of his life? Before he's even ready to do, you, you investigate. Can he even take care of himself? Bible says, a man will love his wife as he loves himself. Does he love himself? If he doesn't love himself, he cannot love you. He lacks the capacity. Not that he doesn't want to, but he lacks the capacity. So it's not a function of anything. He can't do it. It's your responsibility to find that out. Find it out. I'm very sorry. There are people here who maybe you chose wrongly and something happened or, or, or a married man was chasing you and you didn't know he was married. But everybody around you knew. There's something wrong with you. I apologize to you. But take it as I'm your sister. And I'm telling you the truth. There was something wrong. Number one, why is it that everybody around you knew and they couldn't tell you? Why could they not tell you? And why did you not know? Because you had fallen in love. You were already flat on the ground. You don't fall in love. You choose to love. You choose to love. I mean, there's the butterfly love. There's all of that. And it's good. It's good, you know. All of that is good. But love is much more than that. It's about forgiveness. It's about sacrifice. Dying daily. So do you still want to get married? <laughs> I'm glad because only one person said yes. Because some of you are realizing that, oh, more, I know nothing. I'm telling you, it's sacrifice, dying daily. Except you just want to be termed married. You don't want a good, functional, 
fulfilling home. And whether you like it or not, you need to know that your marriage has capacity to break you and finish you. And I don't care who you are. I've seen top managers, top, top women in, you know, in business who don't have good marriages and they don't function well. And they were finished. Even men. We think it's only women that are affected. But men are also affected. But men are not very vocal about it. They implode on the inside. So you have to be careful. Marriage is legal and sacred at the same time. It's not something that we just do just because we feel like. God was the author of marriages and he has a purpose for marriage. Are you getting married for the purpose? Because there's a creator. There's an intention in the heart of the creator. So do you want to go outside the creator and do what you want, marry because you want it? He can't walk effectively. And somebody will say, ah, what about Muslims? What about unbelievers? And their marriages are working. <laughs> there are two different things. There's a principle and there's a principle. If you walk in alliance with the principles, it will still work for you. Because the Bible says, whosoever. It didn't say the born again man that find it. It says, whosoever. So there are principles you must abide by. But guess what? The principles become easier when you function in the principle, which is Christ. When you function in the principle, which is Christ. Hallelujah. Count the cost. See, you need to write a lot as singles. Not here. Not the one you be writing here and you now get home, you close the book. The purpose of knowledge is transformation. If you are writing everything, you are not changing, you are wasting paper. You need to go and sit down. All this jumping all over the place is enough. You've gone about this mountain too much, too long. Sit down in your quietness of your room and begin to write. First of all, who are you self before you even want to know who you will be? Do you even know who you are? Do you know your capacity? Do you know the things I'm telling you? Sometimes I take tests and I ask single people, what do you like? Hey, I don't even know self. I want to marry you will choose wrong because you don't know what looks like you. Adam was able to recognize what looked like him because he was. Bible says that my sheep know me and they know my voice. They know my voice because, what's that scripture? Hear me because, sir, I didn't hear you. Thank you. My sheep know me and they hear my voice. When you come in contact with who he is, because you are, you will know. You will attract automatically. And let me tell you something. There's a spiritual measure when it comes to choosing a partner. Especially when you're a child of God and you follow principles. There will just be automatic attraction. God will yield them from from wherever they are and cause there to be an arrangement. So it's not just about what you do in the physical. What are you doing spiritually? What are you doing to develop, to empower yourself to become a wife? Or to become a husband? Men, you say women like money. Yes, money is good. Bible says money answers all things. Why won't I want everything to be answered? Please answer the question. Don't you like money as a man? Go and work hard. Because you will take care of a family, you will take care of your children, and you want to have more to enjoy, to give to the ministry, to just, you know, lavish. 
and women remember you need to bring something to the table and that's what pastor Bolaji was talking about what is your extra what do you have that is irreplaceable that no other woman can bring and even if they can bring it you have your own flavor that you used to bring it you are matchless your value is incomparable what is that thing that you have if you don't sit down you can't know Maturity. walking all over the town finding a man it's not your place even when God wanted to create woman he had to put Adam to rest he said take a chill pill I need to form something marvelous why are you going about slapping your slippers all over the place? Sit down and chill. And while chilling, let God prepare you and submit yourself to God's preparation. <laughs> Isaiah 30, 21 says that, and you will hear a voice. That is a more sure word of prophecy. If there's somebody here that is afraid, you think that God has not got you. You think that maybe I will not find a good wife. Maybe I will not find a good husband. God says that you will hear. He says you shall. That's what the scripture says. Are you expecting the voice? That's another way to know. I'm sure you expected something different. I'm sorry, but this is what God has said I should say. Are you expecting to hear the voice? To tell you this is the way to go. Walk in it. When you turn to the right hand, this is the way. When you turn to the left, this way. God says everywhere you turn, there is direction. There is guidance. I've never left you. I'm with you. But do you know? Do you even want God involved? But it's foolishness not, foolishness not to want God involved. Because he's the author. It's just like an Apple phone. The owner, maybe the, your phone is malfunctioning. And then the owner of Apple comes and says, let me help you. Now say, eh, stay there. I will do it. I can't do it. I'm full. I'm wisdomic. Praise God. It's foolishness. God is the author of marriages. He knows how he functions. He knows everything. So why do you want to leave God out? And I know what it is. Because when that man annoys you, you're just like, leave Christianity aside, please. Let let me do my own faith then. Holy Spirit, me and you will talk about it later. I know. But it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. Proverbs 19.14. This is the next thing you must do. It says, house, wealth, are inheritances from fathers and mothers. It says, but a wise, understanding, sensible wife he says, it's from the Lord. He said, they can dash you house. They can dash you wealth. They can dash you car. He said, but wife that has sense. Husband that can lead you in the way that you should go. He said, it comes from God. And you are looking to your friends. You are looking to your boss to find your wife. When there is a father in heaven who freely gives all things. He says a sensible, wisdomful, understanding woman and man. He doesn't even say woman. He says wife. So it's not about man. It's not about uh, gender. It's about wife. The function of a wife and husband. He says only the Lord gives that. And you want to say, Lord, hold it aside. Let me choose what I want. 
I'm teaching you the things that you must know. I told you the honors is on you. Responsibility is on you. The time to get married is in your hands. It's not in God's hands. The earlier you prepare, you are ready. Even when you are ready, people around you will know. And they'll be running helter-skelter to hook you up with somebody. It's not all this one that, oh, because they are 45. You are now saying, oh, and she should be married. It's not a function of that. It's not a function of maturity by age. It's a function of maturity by wisdom. Application of knowledge. I didn't say knowledge because anybody can come here and preach a storm. When you preach a storm, what do you do with the knowledge that you have? I'm a product of sacrifice. Death every day. Pain. But I'm also a product of great harvests. I've seen God embarrass me with love, with joy through my husband. But there were times of sacrifice. Are you mature enough to die daily? You feel Are you mature enough to die daily? It's about preparing yourself. God will not hear you if you don't prepare yourself because he doesn't want to kill you. He doesn't want to kill you. And the last thing, my time is up. Matthew 7, 16a. How do you know that they're the ones? Matthew 7, verse 16, in the A verse. It says, by their fruits, you know it. Praise God. By their fruits. So when you meet him, you meet her. The first thing you should be looking at, be looking for the fruits that they've produced in the past and what they are producing currently. And production is in different areas. What do they produce? The fruits of their lips. The fruits of their hands. I know these things not hard to know. Just be talking to them all the time. Strategically arrange them that you will be found amongst his friends where he can talk loosely. Where you can be friends with her friends. Where they can tell you how she is. But she's not there. Praise God. What fruits are they producing? What fruits did they produce? Let me tell you something here. This thing is not so that you can list all their bad behaviors and so that you can kill them. Uh -uh. It's just so that you can know what is ahead of you in future. When you know all these things, that's when you can now sit back and say, this brother is born again. Good. What else? He loves God. Good. Ah! But he's selfish. Eggs. Remember, we have not crossed them out just because of that. What else? He doesn't have a job. And he doesn't even have a vision for his life. X. What again? After that, you now sit down and allow the wisdom of God flow through you. Can I deal with a man who will never feed me? Yes or no? Pasbology always says something. I can't remember how he puts it. You know, all these people that explain story, division is coming, we're believing the Lord, is coming, is coming, is coming, is coming. He will leave you is coming all the time. What is he doing now while the vision is coming? Follow those who have obtained, not those who are explaining the vision. Praise God. Those who have obtained, not those who are explaining.
you didn't get anything today, just remember that the onus is on you. Responsibility is on you. And you are empowered to choose rights. You know, Pastor Balaji was giving an explanation about, um, you know, different levels of relationship, of, you know, uh, marriage or whatever. You know, and he talked about, you know, broken uh, spouse, different things. And I was just thinking about it that, you know, that the single people, you people are at an advantage. Because all those troubles that people go through in marriage, the disappointments, before you get to marriage, you, could, you can see it. You can project it. And remember that you're not just, you know, using sense, sense knowledge. You are using spiritual ability as well. Because this man is lovely. He's born again. He's everything fantastic. This girl is beautiful. But God knows if she's going to die in one week's time. God knows if he's going to go poor in three months' time. That's why your spiritual senses, senses have to be active. Aside from what you see, the Bible says that, you know, the things that are seen, they're temporal. Man can change. Man can change. He says, but the unseen, they are, temp- they are permanent. So don't base your judgment on just things you can see. Expect the voice of God to teach you and be vulnerable. Some of us say we are not hearing God, but God is speaking. But because you want to stand your ground, you want to do what you want to do, God is quiet because He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. Your time will be now once you begin to prepare. Once you become that husband material, once you become that father material, once you become that wife material, that mother material, that priest material over your home, your time will become now. Your time will become now. You need to learn, find out who you are, what are the things you like, the things you don't like. You know, what has God spoken to you about? Some of you say, I'm a woman, and if Kuku said that we should sub- we are going to submit when we marry. So, you know, why is God telling me all these things? If God thought that you are a robot and you are useless for nothing, he won't give you visions as a single girl. What he meant by submission is that you have the capacity to be able to choose a man who, if you lay down your vision before him, you can pick it up again in him. That's what God meant. So if you do not choose rightly, you are finished. You are finished. Be cautious. God has your back. You're going to get married. But prepare for marriage. Prepare yourself. If you need strength, the pastors are always here. If you need counsel, the pastors are always here. If you need wisdom. But the truth is that will you listen Will you listen? Would you hear when you're given wisdom? Would you be able to apply? Would you be willing to apply the wisdom that is given? Or after you failed many times, you still think, I got this. And God is calling us singles. This is a time to focus. Look upward to your father and look inward. What must I do, Lord? And as he's talking, you're writing it down. And when one man comes, go back to what you wrote. Lord, does he look like it? Does he look like it? Does she look like it? 
and you're spiritually following, 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 only God can reveal the unseen. Only God can reveal the unseen. Can we just rise up on our feet this morning? Can we bow our heads this morning and just begin to talk to God? Father, we've heard your word. Our prayer this morning is that you will expound on your word in our hearts, even as we go in our daily works, that you will expand your word. You will let it gain roots in our hearts. You will let it bear fruit, oh God. Lord, help us to recognize that you are with us. You are for us. You are in us, walking with us. Help us to know that we are loved and we are full of value. And therefore, we will not succumb to the world systems. Give us courage to be able to do your bidding. Help us, Father. In Jesus' name. And Father, I just want to pray for my sisters, my brothers. I'm asking, Lord, that you open up their minds. Help them see you. Help them hear you. Help them understand you. You said you will write your word in our hearts. Lord, write your word in their hearts. Make it easy. Give them grace to be able to do all that you say, oh God. And Lord, I thank you because there will be good marriages proceeding out of here. In the name of Jesus, thank you because there will be marriages built to be the envy of nations. In the name of Jesus, marriages that will stand and show people the love of Christ, between uh, the love between Christ and the church. In the name of Jesus, I pray for those who are married. I pray that your marriage will become enjoyable and enviable. In the name of Jesus, we pray that on the standing unity love joy and peace will reign in your homes in the name of jesus father we give you praise we honor you and we thank you in jesus name we pray amen